blaring our podcast. Nothing is sweeter than SwiftCast. Hey guys, and welcome to a very special episode of SwiftCast. We actually have a celebrity guest joining us tonight, which is very, very exciting. It's not Taylor Swift. <laughs> She's a little bit busy. But it's someone just as amazing and just as talented. Many of you might actually know her from the show One Tree Hill. She played the singer Mia Catalano. Or you might know her from her previous albums, which are Don't Look Away, A Fine Mess, and Gravity Happens. And she just released the Wild Card EP, and she's touring nationwide for that. So please welcome Kate Vogel. Hey guys! Thanks so much for having me on. Well, thanks for coming on. Thank you for coming. Yeah, this is so much fun. Absolutely. I'm excited. We're on a day off on tour, and I'm super pumped to talk to you guys. Everybody from the T-Swift fan community has always been so sweet and super supportive, so thought it would be a fun thing to do on my day off, so I'm really excited to be here. I'm so glad you said that because I was going to ask you, what was your first thought when I said, hey, do you want to come on this Taylor Swift podcast? I thought it was awesome. Honestly, I met Taylor a couple of years ago, and I'm sure as a lot of you know, she's the sweetest person on the planet, and I'm a fan of her work. I think it's awesome that she's done so much for females on the radio who write their own music and play an instrument, and that's something that we were really missing for a long time on pop radio, so I think just she's a badass, and I'm a fan of her. But I also have a lot of fans who are also Taylor fans, and so I just thought it would be really fun to connect with maybe some who haven't heard my music or who have and had some questions. And also, just being on the road can sometimes, you have a lot of downtime hanging out at a hotel, so I figured this would be a fun way to spend my day instead of watching a bunch of HGTV reruns of Housewives <laughs> International. <laughs> yeah, it's crazy. Ever since I started tweeting about you and everyone who follows me knows that I like Taylor, I get just tons of people all the time saying, I love Kate too, and it seems like there's such a crossover there. Yeah, that's so cool. It's really awesome. I mean, I've been doing this for a long time, and I have fans who've been there from day one, but I'm always so excited to just put the music in front of people who would love it. You know, that's kind of always my goal is to write songs for people who are going to relate to the music. And I've had some really awesome platforms in the past, but I haven't really had my big break yet. And so it's always so exciting for me to get in front of fans who might really connect with the songs. That's really what it's all about. Yeah. So speaking of that, obviously you were on One Tree Hill, which ended in 2011. So tell people what you've been up to the past few years before you put out this recent EP. Yeah, it's been really exciting. I, yeah, I started when I was in high school, when I was like 14, and I signed a record deal uh, my freshman year in college, and I put out an album and started touring, and then I played my music on One Tree Hill for a couple of years. Like you said, while I was touring, I had this crazy simultaneous like touring and filming and playing my songs on a fake stage and then playing my songs on a real <laughs> stage the next night, and it was awesome, but yeah, it's been it's been a while and it was bittersweet because playing my music on TV every night was such a blessing and such a fun experience. Acting really taught me how to be a storyteller in a big way, but it's also been so much fun to have the opportunity now to really dig in and spend more time learning about writing and 
touring and experimenting with different musical styles and just learning from other writers and other musicians on the road. It's been really cool to do that. So I spent a lot of time just, I guess, doing some research. I traveled a ton. I wrote a ton of songs. And I also moved from L.A. to Nashville, which was a really cool kind of change of scenery for me, both literally and figuratively. It just helped me kind of meet a whole new group of people and start working with a whole new group of writers. And so I've been working on this new EP that just came out, but I've also been working on a full-length record that we're hoping to put out this year. And it's so exciting for me to finally be sharing these new songs with fans because it's been a long time coming and I've kind of been building up to this for the last couple of years since I've been able to hop back on the road and have a little bit more time to really dig in and write after the show ended. So it's a really cool place to be. I'm super excited for this year. Yeah, I was really curious, what was sort of the turning point for you where you knew that you had to move to Nashville? Because I love Nashville so much. It's unlike any other place I've ever been. And I can definitely see all the reasons that might draw an artist there. But what was it for you? Yeah, it's a great question. I moved to Nashville because, I mean, I love Los Angeles. I'm still very much a California girl. And I think at some point I'd love to be able to do both. But I wanted to just try uprooting myself. And Nashville seemed like the perfect place. I think sometimes like in order to be a little bit more creative or to tap into your creativity in a bigger way, you have to make yourself a little uncomfortable. And I was so comfortable in my little apartment by the beach in LA. And I just felt like, man, I need to move somewhere where I feel challenged. And every time I went to Nashville, I just felt like the amount of talent and creativity in this small space was so intense that I had to be a part of that. And of course, there's so much talent and creativity in LA too, but it's huge. So it's like, it can be really difficult to feel connected to the music community there. So I wanted to just move somewhere where I could go see three of my friends play a show in one night. And you can do that in Nashville because it's smaller and it's more saturated. And that's just impossible to do in LA with the traffic and how big it is. And so I've really enjoyed just digging into the community that Nashville has that's sort of unique to that city. And um, I think when I, I spent three months out there recording this EP and kind of living like with a roommate, but then also living in my place in LA. And that was when I was like, okay, I got to do this. I have to try it. And I'm so glad that I did because it's been really, really cool and super inspiring. So have you been doing a lot of co-writing with other songwriters in Nashville? Yeah, I've been doing a lot. That's the coolest thing about Nashville is it's, it's co-writing is also so much easier because you walk into a coffee shop and it's such a small town still that you walk out of the coffee shop with four co-writes because you just see friends and people put you in touch with people too. Like for instance, one of the songs on my new EP I wrote with Liz Rose, who I'm sure a lot of you guys know of, you know, she and Taylor wrote a lot of that early stuff together and she's an amazing writer and a total sweetheart. Nathan Chapman and I have written some songs and people are just really accommodating and eager to connect you with their friends friends and to link you up with someone that you might write a great song with. And I love that. There's this collective energy of just wanting everybody to win and everybody to be their most creative self in that town. So I've really enjoyed the co-writing there because I just feel like I've been able to learn so much as a writer, even though I've been doing it for 
12 years. I've learned how to be a better writer just in the last year and a half living in Nashville. So it's an awesome community for that. That's amazing. Yeah, I had read on your website that you work with Nathan Chapman and Liz Rose. And I thought that was so cool because they've produced some of Taylor's songs that have been so huge and her fans really connect to. Which Liz Rose song was it? Because I didn't actually realize it was on the wild card. Yeah, it's called Ooh La La. Oh, she did. I love that one. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that was one of my favorites. Yeah, so I wrote that with Liz, and actually Nathan and his wife sang harmonies on a track that I haven't released yet that'll be on the record, but oh my gosh, they're both just incredible vocalists too. So it's like, that was really, really fun to have them sing on a track and to kind of have that full sound. And yeah, so it's really cool. I mean, and it was pretty amazing to work with people who have had such massive success with Taylor's songs and other artists' songs and for them to be so down to earth. And that's the energy I love about Nashville. I think that's probably what drew Taylor to Nashville, even as a child, and then what kept her there for so many years before she just moved to New York. Oh, totally. I can imagine, for sure. It's definitely the type of city that rallies around its artists, and I can imagine that she probably felt so much support over the years building up from when she was just starting, because at least from the people I've worked with who worked closely with her the whole time she lived there, you can definitely tell that the support system is so strong. So it's cool. I mean, it's awesome to see what that foundation has done for her and how it's taken her to this massive position that she's in now. It's pretty cool. It's pretty powerful stuff. Well, you mentioned your upcoming album a couple of times, and I know that you're probably still finalizing all of that, but so many people on Twitter want to know when it's coming out. Yeah, absolutely. I'm so excited. It doesn't have a specific date yet, but we're hoping for, I would say like, We've been saying late summer, but probably like early fall is what I would think. But you never know. I mean, things are, it's still, you know, only the beginning of February. So I feel like with nowadays, it's so easy to put music out quickly. So I think once I get some of my ducks in a row after this tour and start the production on some of the songs that aren't finished yet, then we should have a clearer idea of exactly when. But there will definitely be some new music this year. So people can definitely look forward to that. It'll be out sometime, definitely, within the next six months or so. That's awesome. And we got a lot of other questions from Twitter. But before we go into some of those, Haley and Steph, did you guys want to ask anything? I'm just really excited because I'm actually going to see you in Fort Collins in Colorado. Oh, awesome. Yeah, when you're playing at the Aggie. Have you ever played at the Aggie Theater before? I think maybe way back in the day, but I can't totally recall. I know I've played Fort Collins before. So I'm guessing that I have played there because it seems like probably one of the, you know, main venues. But I'm super excited. Like, I love Fort Collins. I love Colorado. It's so beautiful. And the energy out there is so awesome. I'm really, really pumped. That's so fun. I'm excited to, to see you at the show. I'm really excited. I'll definitely have to come say hi. Yeah, definitely. I've talked about you nonstop for so long. She's like, okay, I'll go. (laughs) (laughs) That's awesome. She was the one that was like, Katie's going. And I was all like, where? She goes, Aggie. And I was like, I'm there. Oh, that's so awesome. That's so fun. I'm so excited. It's a fun tour. And it's been really fun to just like, it's crazy to think that we were in Florida last week and I'm in New Mexico now and I'm going to be at the Aggie Theater in, you know, another week and a half or whatever it is, two weeks. So I'm having so much fun. I'm so excited you're going to come. Well, we got one question from Twitter and this was from Greenlight Swift and she wants to know what your favorite thing is about touring. My favorite thing about touring is 
it's hard to pick because there are a lot of things, but I think the coolest thing is just the connection that you make with the fans when you're on stage in real time singing the music. When I'm up there singing a song that I wrote for one reason and I see and hear people in the audience singing it back for their own reasons, that's the coolest thing in the whole world. And to get to experience that every night in a different city with different people is overwhelmingly cool. Like, I can't even describe it because I listened to so many records when I grew up that like helped me through so much stuff and made me feel like I wasn't alone, like I wasn't the only one. And so the fact that my music can be that for somebody else is so cool. And so when you get to like perform it live in front of fans and see the connection that your song has to them, that is just amazing. I remember at your show in Chicago back in November, I was up on a balcony, so I was kind of looking down at the whole crowd, and there were these two girls, they must have only been about 16, and they were at the very front of the stage just sobbing and holding each other the entire time. Yeah. It was just amazing to watch how much your music affected them. It is. It's mind-blowing because I think going into this business and this job, you know that when you write a song and you really allow yourself to be vulnerable and allow yourself to just be totally honest, even when it's embarrassing, you know that it's probably going to connect with someone, but it doesn't really hit you until you see somebody like singing the lyrics back or you get a letter from a fan that says, oh my gosh, this helped me through this or this made my day better when I was having a really bad day. Like that stuff is what makes all the ups and downs of the music business totally worth it. Well, Greenlight Swift also wanted to know what your favorite song is to sing live. Uh, that's a good question. I think it changes from city to city, honestly, and from tour to tour. I always have a different favorite, depending on the mood, but I think some of the ones that I really, really love the most are the more, I don't know how to say it, like, I have a song called Forever and Almost Always that I've been singing at the end of my set, and I love singing that because it's like, it's just piano and vocal, and it's one of those songs that's super raw and honest. So I think that I really enjoy singing the songs that I feel like connect with people on an emotional level. And I think, you know, all songs do, but it tends to be some of the more kind of emotional, not necessarily slower songs, but some of the ones that are a little bit more hard on your sleeve. Those are the ones that I think people connect with the most. So I think those are the ones that, that I really enjoy singing more than the others because you get to really feel the connection that the song has to somebody else, you know, or other people. And, you know, like I said, that's totally, totally the coolest part of the job. Well, another question is from at when your soul on Twitter, and she wanted to know what sort of knowledge you gained from acting. And I know you said it made you a really good storyteller. I was also sort of wondering how you would describe how your songwriting has changed since becoming an actress. Sure. Yeah, it's a great question. I think that is the biggest thing I learned from acting was how to be a better storyteller because that's really what you're doing when you're playing a character is you're telling a story. And granted, my character had a lot of similarities to me. I was playing songs that were Kate Vogel songs on the show. So that it was kind of like this art imitating life situation. But I think I also learned how to be more comfortable in front of other people, in front of the camera, in front of audiences. And I learned how to not beat myself up as much if I screwed something up because like when I first started, I had never acted before. So I would get in other people's light, which basically means I would step in front of like the light that was basically supposed to be on that person. And I would like not hit my mark on the floor 
or I would just do stuff that was like totally rookie, like beginner mistakes. And everybody was really patient with me and awesome and helped me really learn how to be great at all that stuff. But I think it helped me to just have a little bit thicker skin because ultimately I think we're all too hard on ourselves. (laughs) And so that was a really great lesson that came from getting in front of the camera and recognizing, okay, that wasn't my best take. Let's try it again. And instead of getting upset about it, just getting back up and doing it, you know, and then my songwriting, I think, probably just became more honest and more true to exactly what it was I wanted to say. Like when I was super young, when I was like 14, 15, I was really afraid to write a song that was too transparent because I didn't want everybody in my high school to know who I was writing about. Like (laughs) I did not want to say the name of the person or like anything that could even remotely suggest who I was writing about. So a lot of my writing when I was super, super young was like very metaphorical and kind of like shrouded in mystery. And (laughs) I think this was probably before I worked on the TV show, but I sort of realized that the more honest you can be and the more vulnerable you can be, the more embarrassed in front of yourself you are to say whatever it is in a song, the better the song is probably going to be lyrically. And I think I learned to do that even more from acting just because you are putting yourself out there literally in front of a camera for people to judge you and tell you whether or not you did a good job with that take. And sometimes they have to be like, nope, that wasn't that good in front of everybody else. And it's not just me. It's everybody. You know, everybody has bad takes just like everybody has bad shows or bad test scores or whatever. But it teaches you to just be a lot more open and a lot more open to putting your heart out there and not worrying so much what people think. That's such a good point. I'm really glad that you got to have that experience younger in life because I think that as you get older, that's even more important to keep in mind. Oh, absolutely. I think in all areas of life, I think it's so easy to forget that and it's so easy to get caught up in what everybody's perception is and what people are going to think of you. But at the end of the day, I think if you just show people that you're human and that you're flawed and you're imperfect and you're weird sometimes and you're a little crazy, (laughs) I think that helps people to relate to you and to be a lot more inspired by you than if you were trying to put on some act or whatever. It's too exhausting, you know? (laughs) Definitely. Well, we got another great question from Marina Palladino, and she wants to know if you've ever thought about what it would be like to record a song with Taylor. Oh man, for sure. (laughs) That'd be awesome. (laughs) Yeah. Like I said, I met her a couple years ago at a friend's house and she was such a cool person, just the easiest hang ever. And I think she's really talented. Like I said, I really enjoy her new record. I give her so much credit for trying something new and for doing something that gutsy because I'm sure there were fans who were maybe a little surprised by how different the sound is, but I think she did such a great job of building up to that and of maintaining the integrity of her songwriting while trying something new and making a really cool artistic statement. So yeah, I mean, if T-Swift wants to do a song with me, I would totally be on board. I would say let's do it. I feel like what you said about how you had to move to Nashville to be challenged in a place where you were a little bit uncomfortable is exactly what she said about recently moving to New York. And I think that's why she was able to take that risk with her album. Yeah, that totally makes sense. Absolutely. I think I read some quote. There's some quote on Pinterest. And I'm going to be a nerd and pull it up because I'm a (laughs) nutbag for Pinterest. My thing on Pinterest is just at Kate Vogel, too, if anybody wants to stalk all of the pictures of, like, bohemian pillows and 
<laughs> and fringy hats and whatever that I post. But, okay, it says you can recreate yourself as many times as there are cities in the world. I think it's for that reason we all love to travel. And I loved that because I think that sometimes you need to physically move yourself and not just yourself, but your life. You need to uproot yourself and go somewhere else with a different view out the window and different people around and a different coffee shop and a different lifestyle in order to recreate yourself or in order to evolve. And I think it's one of the most important things for an artist, especially to evolve and try new things because you want to stay true to your vision, but you also want your vision to constantly be changing and, and evolving. And I think that's a really good point. I love New York City. It's such an incredible place and it's so different from Nashville and I'm sure that probably did have a lot to do with her wanting to try something new and I think she did such a good job of it and I think that's something that I was definitely going for as well, just moving my life from California to Nashville and saying, let's just see what happens. You know, let's see how this changes the way I write music. And I'm really excited about what happened with it. And I'm excited to kind of take that next step sometime. You know, when I'm ready for another change, I'll be packing my bags for somewhere else. And it's kind of an exciting thought. Do you have a favorite song or multiple songs off of 1989? Because we love them all, obviously. <sighs> I love them all, too. Gosh, I don't know. I really like the one that she did with, was it Imogen Heap, right? Clean? Right. Yeah, it's beautiful. Everything is so good, though. I mean, Blank Space is just the most ridiculously catchy <laughs> song in the whole world. It's so good. And the video is just brilliant. It's amazing. <laughs> I want to make a music video like that. Like, how fun does that look? It's so great. Well, we had one more question that I'd love to hear your answer to, which is from Erin on Facebook, and she wanted to know, if you could describe your dream tour, who would you tour with, and what would be your favorite venue to play in? Ooh, that's a really good question. Let's see. Well, I think I'd have to say the venue that I would want to play in is Red Rocks. Oh my gosh. I've never been, and every time I've seen videos from that place, it just looks like the dreamiest place to play a show in the whole world. So if I had to put together my ideal tour, let's see. I'm a really big fan of Grace Potter. I love her just bluesy, soulful, everything is so cool. So I would have to put her on there. I'm a really big fan of Dawes, too. They've kind of got this cool canyon rock thing going on. And then Johnny Swim lately is, like, blowing my mind. So I feel like that would be a pretty sweet... I could go on and on. Like, <laughs> <laughs> You can have as many people as you want. This is your dream fantasy tour. Right? It could last forever. Let's see. I love Amos Lee. I'd love to tour with him. And I really love Zach Brown, too. As much as, like, my stuff isn't necessarily traditionally country, I love that their stuff isn't really either. I mean, it's it's more southern. You know, it's obviously, it's country music, but it's different than everything else that's on country radio. They're probably one of the country bands that I really dig. So I'd, I'd throw him on there, too. I'd throw Zach Brown and the crew on there. And then, you know what? If Taylor Swift wanted to join, I would gladly, <laughs> I would gladly invite her on to that tour bill, too. Because <laughs> she seems like she'd be fun to tour with. We would all definitely be at that tour. <laughs> <laughs> Is there anything that you just want to leave the fans with? Either Taylor's fans, your fans, people that are both. Just anything you want to say about the tour or anything else? Yeah, I mean, mainly just 
thank you so much. Thank you guys so much for having me on here. Thank you so much to my fans for their incredible support. It's been such an amazing journey so far, and I'm so excited for this year and for what's coming next with this new record and for where I'm headed. And then thanks to fans who don't know me yet, who have listened to me ramble on about random stuff for (laughs) however long. Thanks so much for listening. And I would just say I'd love to see and meet all of you on tour. We're going to be out until the end of the month, but then we're going to probably be touring even more later this year. And working on a lot of fun stuff, a new record, and some really fun partnerships this year too. So I guess I would just say if you want to stay updated on everything, I'm really big on Instagram and I try to reply and stay engaged with fans. And I'm actually, I'm thinking about doing a Snapchat soon, which could be a little <laughs> bit terrifying, but I'm kind of excited about it. I'm up for the challenge. <laughs> and then, yeah, and like Twitter and Facebook and all that stuff. But I would just say stay in touch and hopefully come out to the show. I'd love to meet you and take a selfie. And um, <laughs> and I just, I love meeting new people and new fans. So thanks so much for listening. And thank you guys again for having me on. Yeah, everyone should definitely go follow Kate. She has so many great things posted all the time. My favorite recent one was cooking with Kate. <laughs> that was great. The cooking segment. I'm still kind of learning the ropes in the kitchen, guys. I'm not quite a pro yet, which is like an understatement. I'm actually pretty bad at cooking, but we did this fun segment that was pretty cool. And so I like to do stuff like that, just like fun, let fans into the crazy just ins and outs of my life and the dumb stuff that I get up to. So, yeah, it's a fun time. I loved your recent photo of your Westie, McDuff. Oh, yeah. He's so cute. I love McDuff. Does he go on the road with you or? No, not right now. I wish he could. I think at some point, if I get on a bus or something, I could probably bring him. But he's loud. He barks a ton. Like, he's a really happy dog, but he likes to play catch so much to the point where, like, (laughs) it's the only thing he wants to do. (laughs) It's like, you know, the old cell phones that would like come with a built-in game and it was like, oh, this is the, you know, whatever. It was like before Candy Crush and all the stuff. It was like those old flip phones would come with a game. It's like my dog came with the game of Fetch. Like (laughs) we got him and he just like immediately knew to drop something at your feet and bark at you until you threw it far away and go get it. Like he's crazy. (laughs) So we'd have to figure out how to get him to chill out a little bit if he came on the road. But I hope so someday because he's so sweet. Yeah, Westies are awesome and he's adorable. Thanks. Yeah, I like him. He's a fun little buddy. Well, everyone should go to katevogel.com for all the tickets for the rest of this month. And there are some VIP packages, too, where you can get the meet and greet, which I did in Chicago. It was really fun. We got to see a little acoustic performance before the show and get a signed album. I love doing that. I would highly recommend it. Thanks, Ashley. See you in, on the 23rd. Yeah, I'm so excited. So Haley, right, is your name? Yes. Okay, perfect. I'm excited. It's going to be super fun. You definitely have to come say hi. Oh, I will. So fun. Thank you guys so much for having me on. And hopefully I'll see a bunch of you out on the road soon. And if not this tour, next one. And be on the lookout soon for some new music. I can't wait to share it with all of you guys. I'm super, super pumped. So thanks again for having me on here. Thank you. All right, have a good one, guys. I'm going to go gonna go rehearse and get some whole foods or something go make a grocery run and hang out and stuff but thank you again for having me all right thanks kate 
All right. Bye, guys. Bye. Thanks. Bye-bye. Hey, guys. If you enjoyed this interview with Kate, we have a chance for you to hear some of her new music right here in this episode. So Kate was nice enough to give us a couple of her latest songs to share with you guys. And the first one that we're about to play is called Just Watch Me. It's from Kate's recent wildcard EP. And it's a song that she wrote basically about when everyone in your life is trying to tell you what you should do and what sort of path you should be on. And you sort of have to remind yourself that you're the only one who knows yourself and knows what's best for you. It's a really great song. I love it. And I hope you guys like it. So this is Just Watch Me. Made a lot of mistakes Fell in love for love's sake I gave my heart to Jesus Just to take it back and tear it to pieces Spent an awful long time Speaking words that weren't mine I'm over starting over Riding on a broken down roller coaster I know better but I never
I hope you guys like that. And the other song that we have to share with you is also from Kate's recent Wildcard EP. And it's a cover song that she did of a song that a lot of you might know, which is When I'm Gone, which was originally from the movie Pitch Perfect. And Kate sort of did her own spin on it and was really excited about having a cover song that she really enjoyed on the CP. So I hope you guys like it. I got my ticket for the long way round Two bottles of whiskey for the way And I sure would like some sweet company But I'm leaving tomorrow, what do you say? When I'm gone, when I'm gone You're gonna miss me when I'm gone You're gonna miss me to have been able to share some of Kate's music with you and if you want to hear more she's on iTunes under Kate Vogel and as we said earlier get excited because she has a full-length album coming out later this year and you can find out more information about that at katevogel.com or by following her at Kate Vogel on Twitter so thanks again guys and we hope you enjoyed this special episode Thank you for listening to this episode of SwiftCast. Visit us on the web at theswiftcast.com. The theme song for SwiftCast was written and performed by Sydney Ann Chuck. SwiftCast is not directly affiliated with Taylor Swift, Big Machine Label Group, or 13 Management.